Magazine to three. Sexton works on Irving, trying to get loose. He'll fire. He knocks it down. Osmond steps into a long-distance jumper. Allen to the bucket. He crushes it home. Off the Garland for three. He knocks it down. Drummond toward Valanciunas. Finds a cutter in a Coro, and a Coro thunders it home. By Kyrie. Sexton got it back. Nance for the tie. He knocks it down. Long hands it off the Sexton feed. Cavaliers by seven. And uh, Cleveland! This is for you! Evan, let's talk about some free agency names. Mm -hmm. But first off, how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. It's been a while since we last talked. I'm now like... We absolutely did not just record an episode right before Absol this. Why would we do that? Not at all. I'm now down the rabbit hole. I didn't know Gary Trent went to OU. I'm down the rabbit hole of players that went How'd to the Mac. The Shack of the Mac? Do you think I care about Ohio Bobcat basketball? No, but I thought you'd have some Mac pride. Like, I have, even though you and Greg Schwartz and blah, 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 like, clown me for, Well, you know, Greg Schwartz, I'm going to, he listens to the show. Greg, I'm a little hurt yeah. by your comment the other day when you said, this guy's almost 30 and he's still playing Fortnite. I think about that every time I open up the game now, and I'm like... Evan, you got to live your best life. I'm level 102. I got Thanos and Rick Sanchez, and it's a wubba lubba wet dream for me, baby, so... I, Evan, I'm going to let you know that I have started watching Rick and Morty. Good. How do you like it so far? It's, uh, it's a good, like, palate cleanser for my brain. It's going to cleanse the brain, then your IQ will slowly grow. How far in are you? I... Uh, I just watched uh, the uh, Little Rick. Oh, Tiny Rick when he goes back to high Tiny school. Tiny Rick, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't good. know. That, that I didn't know like how far in he works. I was waiting for you to say like the Meeseeks one. I'm like, well, that's a good one. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, anyway, let's talk about free agents. So, um, I, Evan, I think we would say the Cavs needs are sort of some shooting. There are needs for uh, backup point guard. Um, we'll talk about Isaiah Hartenstein later in the show and sort of like the backup center position as it sort of exists. Hartenstein, um, more like. Never made okay. a shirt, so I can say it. Yeah. Evan, where do you want to? Where do you want to start? Well, which, which where do you want to start? Hartenstein? Do you want to start shooting? Do you want to start backup point guard? Let's start with backup point guard because congrats again, again, congrats to Matthew Delvadova for qualifying for the Boomers, and I don't mean because he's an old basketball player. That's the name of the Australian basketball team. So have some avocado toast with us while we talk about some backup points. And there are options for the Cavs. Um, I have one surprise pick that makes so much sense once I say the name, but um, there's some say it. Cassius Winston. That's such a Cavs move. He's an RFA with the Wizards, but there's a very good chance he ends up in Cleveland. Well, would be intriguing, like potential option in terms of like him potentially being like the third point guard off the bench, and like a guy that could grow into the role, like point guard, point oh, guard, buddy. Probably, like he's can't... six one and he's twenty three years old. He's done growing. Well, I don't mean like height wise. I mean like that's a real knee slapper, like, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Just good job for you, buddy. But Dan Gilbert, like, short term... point guards, and this one went to Michigan State. Someone called Bingo <laughs> quick. Oh my god. Um. I, I think I don't like hate that as like an end of the bench thing, especially like I don't think there's like uh I would be surprised if Delian's back one more year. Um I know people are gonna roll their eyes at that, but I wouldn't be shocked. I at wouldn't that. either. The organization loves Delhi, Delhi loves the organization in the city. Nostalgia, you know, is effective. Casual fans recognize Matthew Delvadova even though he doesn't play anymore. 
Um, he serves as a coach on the bench, and he kind of doesn't serve as a coach on the floor at the moment, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if Delhi's back, but you need to find a more reliable option because the Cavs hoped Dante Exum was that option, and for a hot second, Dante Exum was that option, and it turned out that didn't work either, so you need to find a more healthy body to play backup point for the Cavs. And I threw Cassius Winston out there, and just to go down his numbers, he played 4.5 minutes per game for in 22 games for the Wizards last year. 1.9 points, 0.5 assists, 0.4 rebounds on 42.4% shooting. He shot almost 48% from three. If you want to get real ballsy with it, his per, per 36 numbers are 15 points, four assists, three rebounds, and almost a steal. So there might be something there, but... Hey, I, I was kind of being cheeky, but if the Cavs brought in Cassius Winston, who I joked the Cavs would trade to get a second-round pick for, um, wouldn't be surprised, but wouldn't be a bad yeah. pickup either. Um, okay, so... Actual backups, who, let's talk about that. Yeah, all right, so uh, we're, I think the one that I think you will hear the most with Cleveland is T.J. McConnell. Yeah, and there's some interesting connections when it comes to T.J. McConnell, too. Um him and Larry Nance are actually really close, apparently, and they have the same agent, so there could be some angling on Larry's part to get TJ to come to Cleveland. I wouldn't hate McConnell as, like, an upgraded deli. Um, well. Obviously, he had, like, 900 steals. I was going like, to say, if TJ McConnell's a Cavalier, he can't hurt them anymore, so that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. My man I, almost had a triple-double with steals alone in the first half. He's... I guess it's my concern with like a McConnell type is that it's not really like your roster has this like need for like kind of like a if you're depending on what happens with Sexton, your roster has a need for sort of like a wingy kind of that's why like Exum was a worthy bet in my mind because oh, yeah. like like you need like the wingier type point guard in McConnell's like not that. No, he's not. TJ McConnell, he's six one. Oh my goodness. I didn't know he was that short. Um You're giving up like a lot of size, like at your back like if you're gonna play two two small guards at the same time like all the time. Like yeah. you just are. And like you can you can like be okay with that if you didn't handle it right and like Jared Allen is like otherworldly or whatever, but like you're you're certainly like baking in some concerns with your roster, I think, if you're gonna like make McConnell like your fit. Mm-hmm. Um but again, like if if again if the sex and stuff like progresses in a way, then then like maybe this is like more of a clean roster fit. You can I think certainly like if uh, he's back and I th- I think he should be back. If I was running the team, like I think you can make it work. I just think it would require some juggling for JB Bickerstaff and probably some like early season like angst Cavs tweets where people are like, oh my god, like why, like you know, like just the the classic like annoyed fan. My my predisposed notion of this is is driving me crazy, and you go from there. No, I absolutely agree. I'm trying to double check something while we talk here. Um, McConnell isn't a bad pickup for Cleveland. I like I said, I didn't know he was six one. So if you really want to sacrifice size and put him or Garland or him and Sexton together, it could be a little clunky. But at the same time, McConnell can move the rock, which is pretty fun too. Um, It'd be interesting to see how that works. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, TJ McConnell was not coached by Akron legend Keith Dambrot. I would have been more for the move if that was the case, but because um, McConnell played for Duquesne for a little bit and Dambrot left Akron for Duquesne, which still hurts. But um, I wouldn't hate the McConnell pickup. The player I think the Cavs should, if they wanted, so let's circle back real quick the money they have to use most of it's going to go to jared allen because i know a lot of fans are saying like the Cavs should sign x i saw bobby portis thrown out there that ain't gonna happen the Cavs can't no. afford bobby portis the Cavs will have their mid-level exception which correct me if i'm wrong is still 9.5 million 
or is it 8.9 million? It's one of those two numbers in my head. But either way, um, they have that much money to commit to a one-year deal with the player, and then they can sign players to the vet men. And I think Caruso will earn money comparable to the mid-level, and it wouldn't surprise me if the Cavs offered him the mid-level. But I would much rather them make that offer to Alex Caruso. I think that's who I'd want the Cavs to take if they really wanted to prioritize a backup point guard. I, I do you worry at all about the non-LeBron bub uh, rub for him? No, because Caruso was a okay-ish player. His, has Caruso only played there when LeBron was there? I don't think he did. No, he played that his rookie year was without LeBron, and he averaged three point six points, two rebounds, and fifteen minutes per game. I think Caruso is not a terrible player. Um, I think if he plays fifteen twenty minutes a night. He's not going to actively harm your team, and he plays defense. Like he plays both ends of the floor. I think, I think the non-LeBron bump is obviously something to be concerned about. But I think Alex Caruso is okay on his own if you don't ex- ask him to do too much. Yeah, I think he's a little bit like more of like I loved the deli to the Buxing because I thought like he could do some of the stuff like with Giannis. Like yeah, as like a non in- injuries like, through a wrench in that. Yeah, and like missing maybe you're getting Caruso for the right part of his career. Um, I think I certainly the, as a shooter, it's like certainly like a, an interesting fit. Um, I like that idea quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. I, I guess like the other name I would throw out there is like another Laker. Just to note, would just be like where are you at on? Would you would you make it all over on a Taylor Horton Tucker? No, because <laughs> I saw how much money Taylor Horton Tucker could possibly make in free agency. I think he, some team's going to sign him to a stupid contract and the, the Lakers are going to match that team's going to regret it. I, I get the upside of, ta- I get the intrigue of Taylor. The Horton hype is like a little, the hype is it's, like a little nuts. It, the hype's a little nuts. I think it's some Lakers exceptionalism, but I think it's gone off the rails a little bit. Um, Taylor Horton Tucker's played in limited stretches for the Lakers and he looked good in those limited stretches. He's a player where you don't want to commit serious money to and then have it blow up in your face. And it feels like one of those situations for me. That's why I'd rather give it to Alex Caruso or my alternative is if the Cavs want to maybe sign a player to the vet men, or if they want to break up their mid-level exception into a few different players, they could make a run at Austin rivers too. Austin rivers would be pretty good off the bench for Cleveland and as a guard to plug alongside Garland or Sexton. Austin rivers might be my number one, just because like, I think the price will be right. And I think like veteran good locker room guy is like kind of like a need. Um, the other name I want to throw out there is Shaq Harrison. Tell um, me about it. This so Shaq Harrison is like 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 Rivers is like the right size, but he's kind of shot first. Like I I think craftier than he maybe gets credit for because he played in Houston and that system was weird. But like Harrison is six four, good defender, um, pretty long arms. Not the the thing is that he's sort of Exum like in that like he can't shoot and like that's a concern. But it's not as broken as Exum where like he's had moments where he could shoot. He's with Denver last year. Um, basically hasn't like had a, f- like he's only had like one regular season where he played like a meaningful amount of minutes, which is, uh, when he was 25 and 18, 19 with the bulls last year, only appeared in 16 games for Denver as a combo guard. I don't think it's like a thing I'd spend actual money on, but like if the, Mar- if McConnell like goes back to Indiana or goes somewhere else, like to a, a better team or like Austin rivers goes back to Denver, which seems like a, a pretty clear possibility because of the Murray stuff or like whatever else happens. If this is like your fourth, fifth option in this market, like a little bit of an older player that is bigger and can defend. I don't like mine, like a minimum roll the dice on that kind of player. If the other stuff doesn't shake out. No, that all sounds good to me. And I think he kind of answers a lot of what the Cavs needs are. They really just need a point guard that is bigger body that they can plug alongside Sexton or Garland who can 
be the adult on the floor if the kids kind of let things go sideways can play some defense and move the rock like in theory what Delavadova or Exum was supposed to be but you cannot rely on either of those two to be healthy healthy Dante Exum was like a pretty clean fit with Sexton and bench lineups and it's Dude, like just a bummer such for a, lot a of reasons. bummer when he got just, hurt, and he had that I hope career. He does well at the Olympics. He's playing on the he's playing for the Australian Olympic team. And I hope he does all yeah, right it's there. The Cavs Island a banged up misfit toys at the point guard spot for the Australian team, and his Ben Simmons isn't playing, but you know future. And, and Giddy isn't Giddy's like a Giddy's like a reserve player. Jeff Navin, I eat your heart out, but yeah, I think if at the end of the day, T.J. McConnell probably would be the most Cavsy thing I think would happen but Alex Caruso, Shaq Harrison, Austin Rivers all make sense and then I really do think Cassius Winston might get a stab from Cleveland. It, it it could be a two could be a two way option. Could be. I don't know. I don't think he's like like going to like the, the Wizards don't really like he's a guy that just kind of gets lost in the shuffle of it all. Um Evan, let's take a break though. We'll come back. We'll talk about do you want to talk about shooters or Hartenstein let's next? Let's talk about wings and shooters. All right. Back after this with more Lockdown Caps. This episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, insiders, and more in real time about your favorite team or sport. My co-host Evan Dammer and I will be hosting Lockdown Cavs Rooms once a week, so yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. It's the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You're going to find fans like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, rag new big news or rumors. Be sure to join us next week. We'll be hosting a room probably Wednesday evening, uh, 6 or 7 p.m. or so after the workday, so come and join us then. Go download the free Green Room app, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group with the latest league updates. Follow me at CWMWrites to be notified when your room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. Again, I'm planning to go live with Evan next week, Wednesday, around 6 or 7 p.m. We can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Cleveland Cavaliers. See you there. Green Room, changing the way that we talk about sports. All right, back here on Lockdown Cavs, Chris Manning, Evan Zamorell. Evan, let's talk about shooting options. Um... I'm going to throw one name out first that I think is sort of unrealistic, and I don't know what he's going to do. And he had a really bad season last year, and he'd sort of overlap between these two groups. What do you think about Josh Richardson? I don't dislike Josh Richardson. Um, he's been- a rec- it's a reclamation project because he was pretty bad for, oh. like, COVID, perhaps COVID reasons. And, like, the playmaking he showed in Miami is probably, like, a little bit – probably was a little bit of a product of the system and the timing or whatever it was. It hasn't really popped in the same way. But was really bad with Dallas last year. Also had, like, a, a – battle with covid and was like stuck in a hotel for multiple weeks uh-huh. like had a very weird season um and if depending on what happens with him and and where dallas goes i don't hate him as like a reclamation project as like an older like can do a little creation plays good defense etc cetera, etc cetera. i'm gonna check something real quick while i talk to you about this yeah no i don't dislike josh richardson he plays defense so there's nothing wrong oh, never mind he has one you left on his deal i was gonna suggest it's gary a, harris as a, a reclamation yeah. project but um yeah i mean you could like flip something for him, gary guess, million like, gary harris is making 20.48 million uh <laughs> uh and well i should also know that richardson has a player option and like i don't know if he's not gonna pick that up based on his last keep season. getting them checks 
but it, ten million dollars, like I don't know, like even if you get like three years, like seven per from like Cavs or someone else, like I I don't know if you're like gonna take the like take it like bet on yourself and like have a really good year playing next to Luca. Yeah, under uh, like under like, a, like, a, in new a, coach. In a better circumstances. Yeah. yeah, different circumstances. Maybe Josh Richardson gives us another shot, but hasn't shot the ball well for Dallas. Dallas, he he. I just think him being out of Miami really did hurt him. Um, but I wouldn't be upset at the Cavs like Josh Richardson. He plays defense. He's a bigger wing. He can shoot the rock. At least he did with his rookie year with Miami. He shot 46.1% from three. So that's pretty good. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't be too upset or, like, in my feelings that the Cavs somehow got Josh Richardson. Like, I think that's a good pickup. But I think he'll pick up that option with the Mavericks and have guaranteed money and then hopefully maybe capitalize playing under Luca in a situation where Luca's happy and maybe there's not as much friction if they get rid of Porzingis and shift things around. Uh, where do you want to go next? Uh, let's just talk about some more wings. Um, I'm no, I I know, but like what wings? Well, obviously I think the biggest name is like we talk, keep talking about Pacers players. Doug McDermott makes sense in theory, zero defense, but shooting is the name of his game. And like, he would provide shooting for the Cavs. He's older. He's almost, he's going to be 30 years old next year, which uh, he's two years older than us, but um, he's not, he wouldn't be a bad pickup for Cleveland. I'm going to pull up his stats while I talk here, but like McBuckets wouldn't be too bad. He averaged 13.6 points on 38.38% shooting from three. Almost 82% from the three free throw line had an effective field goal percentage of 61.6%. Uh, he primarily he played oh, he started 29 games for the Pacers last year, and he played com- primarily off the almost completely off the bench the year before that, the two years before that for Indiana. So, I'm going to be a terrible pickup. Um, if you sign McDermott, though, I think that's I mean, if you signed any shooting wing, I think it's a clear indicator that the Cavs are giving up on Dylan Windler and moving on. But um. Well, let's let's just let's pause and talk about that for a second because I don't th- I don't think Windler's in a position where like oh, no. where has shown anything enough where like you should be patient. Like it's been two years, it sucks. It's just the reality of the league is that like he's got to show something next year. Or it's kind of like a wrap for him with the Cavs. Oh, I absolutely agree. I think it is a wrap for him and the Cavs at that point. But I think I mean, how would you feel about signing McBuckets? I I think it makes a lot of sense as a mid level play. I think like the shooting would McConnell be just such a clear need. Or Caruso. Oh yeah, full stop. Really, I I think I'd rather use the mid level on Caruso and then try and maybe sign some cheaper wings. I just don't think that I just I guess I just don't like know what other wings are sort of like. I mean, maybe you're drafting a wing and then it leans you to the the guard like the draft stuff comes through. I just think like the shooting part of the lack of like actual floor spacers on the Cavs if Kevin Love isn't healthy is just like very alarming to me. Mm-hmm. It is like a it is a massive um, liability on the roster. It just is, and McDermott would just sort of like. It's all for that, and like, like you know, Duncan Robinson is, you know, a little younger, not much, but like, is going to be much more expensive. I think like uh, McDermott, depending on what his cost is, depending on if you can, depending on how long you want to do whatever it looks like, I think he's like a pretty reasonable way to sort of solidify some shooting on your on your at the wing for you. I just kind of think he'd be he'd be all right in that role if you could get him. Like, I'm looking at the rest of like the pl- players listed as small forwards, like on the uh, for agent on spot rack. Here are just the names that like are in, in the in the top like ten based on their salaries last year. Kawhi not coming to Cleveland, obviously. Probably going to stay in L.A. Otto Porter Jr. Maybe is like a minimum, but like has just had a brutal like stretch of times. Um, Andrew Godala, uh not coming to Cleveland. Well, he has uh, Kelly a Oubre. team option, so he probably is going to be used as a trade chip. Yes, Kelly Oubre. Um, probably not going to come to uh, Cleveland. He's too expensive. Uh, uh, 
yeah, also just like the shooting doesn't provide there. Will Barton is like interesting, but like uh, needs just has been injured Denver. a lot. Well, like he he's also like been pretty vocal that he like needs to start in in, in Denver. Like, mm-hmm. Cleveland's just like it would be a potential weird fit for him. Justice Winslow has a team option. Like that is uh, no shooting uh, there. Ter- uh, and has just not been healthy in a long time. Trevor Reza, like, not what I'd go for there. Um, Derrickson Jr. probably picking up a player option, also not a shooter. Um, I, I McDermott is, like, the first guy on the list that is, like, realistic. And then you go beyond that, it's like, okay, Reggie Bullock, maybe you could get him cheap, and that's okay. Like, um, I like Reggie Bullock on the court, off the court. I think, like, a, a, like a his backstory is very interesting. I don't want to, like, talk about it here because it's not my story, but I people should go, like, Google Reggie Bullock and read up on him. Um, then you're getting into like Stanley Johnson, Mo Harkless, James Ennis the third, Jared Dudley, Nick Batum, who's like probably going to stay with the Clippers on a cheap deal. Uh, Jakar Sampson, Tory Craig. Like you just get down this list and it's just like, huh? I, I don't think there's like any like like if you don't get McDermott, like I don't think there's anyone else I wouldn't. I would just I would sign one of these guys for like a minimum and then like you're drafting guys. I would rather like buy a second round pick and take a stab on like Josh Christopher. Than I would like sign one of these like other guys because like, none of these guys are that good. No, they're they're really not that. They're really good by like normal people standards, but they're like not NBA quality. No, they're not. Um, I mean, I I think my two is like Doug McDermott with the mid level exception, and Otto Porter Jr. I had on my list because I think he could be realistic. Target is like a reclamation project for Cleveland and maybe bounce back just off the bench and. I liked him coming out of college at Georgetown. Um, I had Reggie Bullock on my list as well, who I think might be part of like a mid-level exception because i think he's a shooter and his backstory is interesting and you guys should not interesting and like oh look at that like it's it's a sad story and you should look it up um and then i just had like some like mo harkless i think isn't terrible i think mo harkless is like is more reliable than dylan Windler, and i think he's more steady than jetty osmond it's not going to be the shooter obviously but then I like vet men guys like Jakar Sampson, Cleveland Zone could be an option. Isaac Bonga, I don't know if he'll be with the Wizards much longer after this. If he's if he's still with the Wizards, yes he is. I'm just double checking to make sure he wasn't cut recently or something like that. But the Cavs could take like a long term stab at like Bonga and see if like maybe he could play backup point as well and provide defense. And but there's not a lot of shooting wings other than like McBuckets. It, it's a pretty slim list. That's right. All right, Evan, let's take one more break, come back, and talk about Isaiah Hartenstein. Okay. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar and the new limited edition flavor, Built Bar Grasshopper Cookie. This is available only through July 9th, so get the new Built Bar flavor, Grasshopper Cookie. What does it taste like? Think of it as the Built Bar version of the classic Thin Mint Cookie. All of the flavor without all of that sugar. It only has 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 grams of sugar. There are other great flavors too, including coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, and a whole bunch more. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Protein bars are the best tasting bars out there, but they're healthy too. They have 17 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbohydrates. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get their grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever it is that you like. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that neat? Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can check all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your, all of your UFC/MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Promo code Locked On, by the way. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and don't forget to use that promo code Locked On. All right, back here on Locked on Cavs. Evan, let's dive into Isaiah Hartenstein and the backup center position. I think Jared Allen, sort of like we just kind of assume that he is going to get a good, good, good size contract, whether it's from Cleveland or, or signs an offer sheet that the Cavs match. I would just be pretty surprised if he's not on the roster at a big night next year. Um, Hartenstein has a player option for one point nine million. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a lock that he's picking that up. Um, <sighs> I don't know what the market for him like really is. I think like the stretch he had in Cleveland is like the most he's played, such the best he's ever looked. But it was like a bad team and all this stuff. Like it's hard for me to like kind of gauge like what his market would be. Um, it was notable to me that like he picked Denver over Cleveland before and, and some other teams before because of in part because of like he wanted to play like in a better situation and, and playing kind of in a in a better culture. Um, he could go back to Houston for what it's worth and probably get minutes there. <laughs> Yeah, like there's he can go other places and get minutes, and I, I, you know, backup center is a thing where it's like, how much do you really want to spend on a backup center? Uh-huh. Especially if you draft Evan Mobley at third overall. Mo- if you take Mobley, you're you should be looking for like a bargain bin, like Jordan Bell, um, Andre Drummond. Just kidding, um, Harry Giles. Like you're looking. Marvin like that's Bagley. the kind of like. Yeah, I gotcha. Like you're you're trying to do something like that be it maybe bismack biombo as like the vet you know like something like that is i think what you're doing um but like i think hardside was really interesting with the Cavs, and i'm not like opposed to like finding a way to sort of make that a thing for you no i know um so i'm gonna share some stuff that i've heard uh hartenstein is expected to opt out of his player option um because he's gonna be or he's probably producing way less than what he is making right now i don't make that argument and i'm gathered and i've been given the impression that the Cavs would like to bring him back and use him as jared allen's primary backup but the third overall pick changed a little bit of the calculus behind that it's changed a lot of things for the Cavs getting the third pick like i People can read into a lot of what Kobe said, but the one thing you should read into is the fact that they didn't really expect to get the third pick, and they did. It changed a lot of their game planning for free agency and the remainder of this offseason. A lot of this hinges on this pick, but ideally, let's say the Cavs take Jalen Green, they'd bring Hartenstein back on a, not a lucrative contract, I mean, but lucrative maybe to Isaiah's standards, but it's not going to be like backbreaking. I'd say maybe two, three-year deal where it's like, six seven possibly eight million annually as apex and that's not terrible for a backup center because hartenstein if he cuts down the fouling like the Cavs have a pretty intriguing player that they could reliably lean on and for backup spurts and i don't know he's fun and i know i joke about him and like i try to pair him with like Jokic and adebayo and Embiid and others but 
he's a body at times right now because he fouls so much but when he doesn't get into foul trouble he does a lot of just neat things that kind of make him fun when watching him play what is like is there like a maximum number you would bring him back on i think, I think it's like four million dollars four me. million annually I you can't like if you're gonna pay Jared Allen like close to twenty million dollars and you have like other extensions coming, and like he's not gonna play more than like eight like there's just like a limit on how much you should you, you're gonna get on the return. Mm-hmm. Like there's just a, like four five six million in that range is like the most I would absolutely go. Yeah, yeah. Because even if like, even if like Biombo is like eighty percent or seventy five percent of him, it's just like gonna give you a little more flexibility financially than overpaying for like a backup center which is just like unfortunately for for a lot of guys it's just like he Hartenstein is not at the level where he's like irreplaceable no he's not i mean he was a pretty he's an intri- he was an intriguing upside pickup for the Cavs when they got that second round pick for JaVale McGee that's all he was and i think he's played himself into a position where he could get a decent payday and just have financial security going into next season and beyond and maybe 4.55 million but like i said it could go six seven eight and i wouldn't really bat an eye either eight and i i would not go but six is our six is like my limit well, at least i talked you up to that so but even then i'm like I'm like like I, I just don't see like the upside of paying like a, a thing you can like you could probably get Gorgie Dang for like the minimum yeah that wouldn't be a bad pickup either you know what I mean like you could he's probably take hell, uh, like Harry 31 we're almost 30 Evan stop reminding me Greg Swartz Greg's like 90 he can eat yeah, it yeah that's um, true Greg you have the spirit of Greg Swartz you have the body of Evan Damerell but like in better shape cause I fell off my um, workout horse yeah I'm punishing myself um harry giles is like the other one where i like i if you could like talk to him and see, like hey look it didn't work for you in portland let's come to come to like a not as good team well or 23 my wrench and wet blanket on that is is the Cavs did offer that he's like they, they offered him they really the Cavs really wanted harry giles i know they wanted yeah, harry can, giles yes and he chose and the Cavs said well you can have minutes in cleveland behind andre drummond <laughs> And he said, thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to go to Portland. And he played nine minutes a game in Portland last year. That's what I'm saying. It's like he's like, okay, like I just literally like this botched for me. Like I'm going to swerve back the other way. Like that's the kind of move you make if you're in that that kind of position. If you're him, Well, let me check who his agent is to see if, they, if it's powerful enough to see if they burn bridges or not. The other name uh, that I think yeah, – no. would you be intrigued in like Mo Wagner – um yeah i like i don't know i like bo fogner um he he kind of sucks <laughs> but that's how i feel about jordan bell too but i'm also like he could eat minutes for yeah me. he's a body and he used to be able to shoot if he finds that again he's a lot more intriguing for me but why not it's it's yeah. it's harmless if you're signing mo wagner for the vet men like or something slightly above the vet men it's harmless he's just a body to provide soak up minutes behind allen <laughs> Yeah, Biombo could be. I that's why I just wouldn't pay a lot for Hartenstein. I just am that's not intrigued true. in like think, investing I resources think into that. There's a lot of crappy, not crappy, but like subpar big men out there that kind of hurt the market for Isaiah too. Yeah, like yeah. if you could four million, that's one thing. If it's, I I, I generally think like five is. I I'm like down to five million. Like I'm just I'm good. 
Uh, at least I thought you, you went down from six to five. Yeah, I think five is like the max I would go, and even then, it's like one in one. I'm not like I'm not. There, I there's no reason to like commit like actual like anything to this. It's unfortunate for him, but I just I just it's just not like how you should probably build a roster. Probably not. I the Cavs, you know, trying to be anti-status quo and buck the trend by using a small yeah, backcourt. Yeah, that's just not the swerve. That's not the sw- the, the swerve to make is to just take Evan Mobley and then like get your third center as like Harry Giles or like Bismack Biombo. It is not. Uh, hey, we're gonna have Hartenstein for like eight million dollars a year. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. What that's happens. like that's Yeah, I don't. If you're if you're spending like like almost thirty million combined on your centers, like I have questions. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, Evan, this has been fun. It has been. The other thing that could change about this is like if anything happens with Kevin Love, like this, the roster becomes like way more. Oh, like, uh, dude, if they trade Kevin Love, well, you got they get back in Kevin Love because you can't just dump his salary for nothing. Um, it, Kevin Love gets traded, this changes everything, and we're going to be having a very longer conversation. Yeah, we'll be retooling the roster, and just because the money could be a little different, the, the pieces coming in could be different. There's just, like, other questions you could have, and we just don't know what that looks like yet. So that's, like, I think a good end note to caveat this whole episode on it because perhaps we'll have to do it again when we get to actual free agency. But uh, we'll be back tomorrow, and then, we'll, again, we'll be on Spotify Green Room uh, this week as well. Look for the announcement on that. Um, again, we're recording this a little early, so we don't know. We haven't scheduled that yet, but we'll be on there for one of our episodes this week, and hope you guys join us there. And if not, check it out on the feed. Uh, Until next time, it's been Locked on Cavs. I'm Chris. He's Evan. Peace.